This is Cami. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 99. Hey, Madeline, do you ever feel like you can't keep up with all of the changes in social media? Well, sure, sometimes, but I have been able to set up a few systems to stay on top of my game. Me too. Let's spill the beans on how we do it. You bet. I'm game. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. So one of the most persistent questions I get from people is how can you possibly stay on top of all the changes in social media and how they apply to your brand? Do you get that question? Oh, yeah, for sure. We're going to give out some tips here. And we're going to start with a really good one. Tip number one, subscribe to RSS feeds. And you know, RSS has been around a long time, right, Cammie? Like, like, that's a term we've been hearing for many, many years. It's a very old school thing. Yeah, it's like old fashioned, right? Sort of. It really um, so is. Some people might know all about it and think, oh my gosh, nobody, do anybody use those anymore? And some of you might be thinking, what are you talking about, RSS feed? So can you explain it? Yeah. And just so people know, like, like wh- you know, what is RSS? It's a type of web feed which allows users and applications to access updates to website in a standardized computer readable format, which is what we want to talk about because you know, being able to access content that helps you stay on top of everything that's going on, like we're not just all born geniuses, right? We got to read and stay on top of things. And by subscribing to RSS feeds, it gives you the ability to read a lot of information, stay really up to date on things going on in your world, in your industry. I mean, I'm sure, Kami, I know like I do this every day, every morning, that's my ritual. I go through all my RSS feeds. I imagine you do the same thing. Absolutely. And We have some tips for doing that. And these make it very easy for you to do this. So that's the key, right? You don't want to spend tons of time. So I'm maybe, maybe I'm a little bit lazy, I guess. But most websites are still using RSS as the backbone of how they work. Even if you don't see it or you don't know that it's there, it's actually causing you to see everything on any website that you look at pop up to the top. So RSS is a type of web feed which allows users and applications to access updates to websites in a standardized computer-readable format. Boy, that is a mouthful. Um, But that is awesome. Thank you for putting that thing in there. Madeline just gave me that just a second ago. So I was just reading it back to you. But that's really what it is. It's It's a web feed. It allows us to see these things in real time. And we like a couple of different applications to do it that start free. And you can also pay for them if you want to become a power user, which some people are. And one that I've been using forever and ever and ever and ever is Feedly. You use that one, right? 
Oh, yes. Feedly is awesome. And for those of you guys that do RSS like we do, you probably in the olden days were using Google. Like everybody used Google. It was simple and easy to do. And then they phased it out. Do you remember that, Cammy? When oh, like Google they Reader? Did, oh, yeah. Yes, they did away Maybe with it. Yeah. And so everybody's like, oh my gosh, you know, this is something I do as part of my daily routine. What am I going to do now? And that's, to me, what I remember is when Feedly really stood out. Mm-hmm. Feedly was already available, but Google really dominated for RSS feeds. But I heard about Feedly. It seemed like a great replacement. And I absolutely love them. I actually like them better than when we did have Google Reader. Yeah. And they've grown over the years and they have a free version that you can start with at Feedly.com where you can go and sign up and you can have about three different feeds or so that you have are different categories, I guess you could say. So if you're like looking at different categories. So for me, I often look at things in social media management. I want to know what's new in social media. And then on the other hand, I'm in healthcare and do some stuff around healthcare. So I want to have some information about that. So you're going to want to look and see what works best for you. But they do have a free version. And what's great about it is you can then do searches like keyword searches through your feeds for any new information that comes up about a particular topic. So it's a really powerful tool. It really is. Yeah, I use the free version. I've never ventured over to the paid because I just haven't needed to spend the money on it. If you're like me and you you pay for a lot of tools, it's always nice when there's some that are free that you don't have to pay for. But of mm-hmm. course, look at all the features. And if it looks like you could use all the paid features, then by all means, go for it. But one of the things I love about this is that I can break down the feeds by different category. I can categorize them myself because there are times when I'm specifically looking at feeds for a client. And I want to be able to easily find the, you know, because it's like a one-time thing. You go set up the feeds, you can always add to them and edit, but usually you're looking at something you've already set up and to be able to go every day, take a quick peek and see what's going on is really invaluable. And so I love that I can have these broken down into different categories. It's just super easy to use. And you can, like Amy said, you can just put a keyword in. You don't have to have the actual RSS link. You know, that is a thing where it's an RSS link. And years ago, you used to see that on websites like they used to have. Do you remember that can be like that used to be a thing? You listed your RSS link, like usually at the bottom of your website, when you had links to everything, it'd be the RSS. And a lot of sites don't do that anymore because it's just not 100% necessary like it used to be. What I love about Feedly is that you could just type in the name, like let's say a blog that you want to subscribe to. Instead of having the RSS link, you can just type in the name of it and you can usually find it that way. So it's a really great tool. I highly recommend using it. It's a great way to stay organized with content that you want to stay up on. Right. And another one that I like a lot is InnoReader. It's I-N-O reader, like you're reading, .com. And it allows you to have a few more categories than Feedly does at the free level. So I love InnoReader as well. It's a little bit more complex, but it might actually work well for people that have a little bit heavier needs and still don't want to put a bunch of money into it. Now, again, you know, if you pay for this tool, it's only going to be $50 a year. Feedly is $65 a year. So it's not an expensive tool. So if you do want to use all of the, you know, bells and whistles, if you will, it's not like it's going to break your bank. 
Yeah. And I do want to mention for Feedly, I'm going to put a link in the show notes, like a really good how-to. So if you are interested in checking it out and want to learn, and we'll put one in for you know, in a reader. I'm not familiar with in a reader. I had never used it, but it sounds really interesting. So we'll make sure we have links to some how-to resources for you. So that way, if you're not quite getting it and you want to like read up on it first, we'll have some information for you. And Kimmy and I had an interesting conversation last week about all this because when we were talking about Feedly, and here I'd been using it for years, actually more recently, I was using a feature in Buffer because Buffer has given you this ability to utilize RSS and it kind of makes an all-in-one. It's called a content inbox. So if you have Buffer right now in 2000 or in when you hear this August of 2019, this feature, Content Inbox, you can put all your RSS up to 15 of these feeds, and it allows you to see everything there and go ahead and put in the buffer while you're right there. Simple and easy, takes out a few extra steps. But Cami has informed me that she's talked to Buffer. And Cami, do you want to tell us what Buffer is planning to do? Because I'm not very happy about this. No, I know you're not. So again, keeping up on top of everything, one of the things we're going to talk to you about a little bit later is having a really good network. And this is how you find things out sometimes, by the way. So if you have Buffer currently, you might be able to see the tab that says Buffer Publish. But if you go and you sign up for Buffer, you've never had a Buffer account before. And Buffer is really a a great tool that we use to schedule our content out in different social media channels. You may not see this tab at all. And we had one of our clients signing up for Buffer and that's exactly what happened. We couldn't see that tab. And we again said, who moved our cheese? And so what we did is we contacted customer service at Buffer and we asked them, where is the inbox? And they said, well, unfortunately, they're phasing it out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Madeline. They're going to be phasing it out as a feature. And so if you are currently signed up, for Buffer, you may still see Buffer Publish and please use it in the meanwhile because it does make it super easy because you can just schedule right there from the same place. So they told me, you know what they told me? They what? suggested that I use Feedly with, um, you know, that's with so one cool. of the other things. So That's I thought cool that, was... that, they're, that they're giving props to Feedly. I love that. I think that's cool. And really what this boils down to is a preference thing because really if you look at the big picture, I mean, what you're trying to do is read information and be able to tweet it out or or, or put it in Facebook, you know, through a, a scheduling tool like Buffer. So what I used to do is I use Feedly, and in Feedly I have Buffer set up in there where I can easily and quickly read an article, click the Buffer button, the little icon, and have it go. Yeah, exactly uh-huh. right. Whereas once they had added it into Buffer, it's like, well, wait a minute. When I'm in Buffer, let me just go into Content Inbox and just do it all from right there. So really, they both get you to the same place. They both had the same number of steps. So before you had two choices if you wanted to do something like this, although in a reader and there are, I mean, I wasn't familiar. I just knew of using Buffer or using Feedly, but it's okay that Buffer is doing away with it. It just means you go over to one of these other sites and do it there. But the goal is to use this to gather information and then you can turn around and, and tweet it out if you want. And that's what makes this a great tool. Yeah, it's a great tool. So that's tip number one, get familiar with using Feedly or InnerReader. And we are going to actually make that our call to action later. So keep that in mind. We're going to ask you to go to one of those two tools and set some stuff up that we're going to talk about in the next few tips. And tip number two is create alerts. I think you've probably heard this before that you should be searching yourself on the internet and knowing when people are mentioning you or your brand. So we're going to 
set these alerts up and put them inside of your Feedly or your InnoReader. So that's another way we can do it. So one of the ways that I like to use is I set up a Google alert. And that alert is really a great way for me to know when people are mentioning us. So you go to your search terms. And so it's google.com forward slash alert. By the way, all the links to everything we're talking about are in the show notes at communitiesthatconvert.com episode 99. So make sure that you go there. But this is really important that you go to the right places because Google also has a search kind of thing. And that's not what I'm talking about. You have to go to their alerts page and set it up there to do this. So you set up your alert, whatever it is, like my name, for example, or for example, for me to stay on top of everything, I use new features in Twitter or new Twitter features. I'll search in Google Alerts and then I'll set that up. And then you can change it with a little pencil icon to say RSS search. And then once that's done, it gives you the little link to the RSS feed. Remember, that's what Madeline was talking about earlier. And you can go over to Feedly and add it to Feedly. And then that search automatically updates every single day inside of your Feedly account. So you don't have to go back to Google again. You don't have to have it sent to you via email and clutter up your inbox. It's really efficient. And if you put them all together under a category, you can very quickly scan and see all of the changes that are happening in social media in a very quick manner. Yeah, that is a really great strategy. I love this so much, Cami. I've been using BuzzSumo and I like BuzzSumo a lot, but the only thing is it's a paid service. They do have a seven-day free trial where you can try it out with no credit card required. I love that. So buzzsumo.com. I found this to be a great way to do content discovery. In addition to alerting yourself with your name and other terms, uh, it's great for that as well. But yeah, this tools like this can really make things so much easier. Do you use BuzzSumo at all? I do, actually. We use BuzzSumo very regularly with TexasTravelTalk.com. Um, it's a great way for us to see how different blog posts are being shared across social media because you can put in a link and it tells you how many times it was shared across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and so on, a Pinterest as well. And so we're able to go back to a client and say, hey, you know, we did this piece of content for you. And not only did was it shown on this website, but then it was shared through social media, you know, in all of these different ways this number of times. You can also do it for like a PR, an article that was written about you or uh, even a uh, podcast that you were featured on, you can actually put that link to that podcast in and see how many people have shared it. So it gives you a really good idea of how viral that piece of content is. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you were talking about Google Alerts, I do want to share one way I've been doing Google Alerts that's been really helpful. So I had this, this dilemma a while back. So I'm always looking for really great Twitter news, right? Anything new going on with Twitter. And it's not always going to be found on Twitter's blog. So uh, while I do watch that, there are some sites out there that are really good about alerting us when something's going on with Twitter. And I found that The Verge, which is a publication, is really great about sharing new things happening at Twitter. So it was like, okay, well, how can I be made aware? Because if you subscribe to The Verge, they it's a great place to get content, but it's a lot of content. It's Mm -hmm. so many different things. And I just want one very specific thing. I want to know when they're reporting on Twitter. So I did some experimenting a while back and utilizing these different tools. I tried Brain24, tried Besumo, and tried Google Alerts to see which one will bring me the information. I just want to see that article headline in the link so I could go read the article and not have to wade through 
you know, I mean, you know, some of these sites will be like hundreds of articles a day. I mean, just so many in a short period of time that's just that, and you want one specific thing. So I set up a Google alert and I tried this with other places, but Google did it the best. I put in the search term I put in is the Verge Twitter. And it's about 50 to 60%, but it's not, I'm only getting about three a day, like three articles a day that match those terms. And it's worked out really well. So now I don't miss every time The Verge puts out an important article that I need to know about. So then I can turn around and share that because people look to me as a Twitter resource. So you might have to sometimes experiment and try different terms to see what works for what information you're trying to get. But these tools work really great for that. So that is definitely a great tip. Yeah, great. So Moving on to tip number three. Yeah. What's that about? That kind of comes along with your verge. Yes, totally. Reading industry news. And it's really important to stay on top of your industry news. And Kami, you've done something really cool that I want you to tell everybody about because you're doing something really unique with, with sharing industry news. You want to tell everybody about that? Sure. So last year, I came up with Keeping Up With Cami Chat, which is a Instagram video. And I kind of put it on hiatus for a little while because IGTV, which is what I was putting it out on, was not really getting as much love in the feed. So we've re-resurrected Keeping Up With Cami Chat and because it's now going into your main feed and Instagram. But I also wanted to do something on Twitter with that because I get the information. I In order to put together Keeping Up With Cami Chat, I come up with all of these links. I get all these links to all this amazing media coverage about what's going on in social media and all the new things that are happening. And so I'm thinking, how can I reuse these links? Remember, we always talk about repurposing and reusing your content. This is one of those things. And so I thought, wow, why don't I share those in Twitter? And then I thought, oh, even better, why don't I make a Twitter moment? We've talked about that too, right? Twitter moments. And Twitter moments are a little harder to deal with right now than they have been in the past, but they're still really powerful. And so what I'm doing is I'm sharing information in Twitter moments also in my feed and then I'm and then I'm adding them to my Twitter moments and then I've now embedded that Twitter moment on my webpage. So I have a webpage called zoeticamedia.com forward slash social media updates and you'll see the most updated stuff embedded there at all times. So you can go there whenever you want. And I know you have something similar, right? Oh yeah. I well I use Twitter moments all the time. I think it's a, a great way to curate amazing content. And so with my Twitter Smarter Chat every week, we actually put one together as a recap so people can go through and see like the best of. It's a great way to do stuff like that. And I also have, I know you've done this a long time ago. I remember you talking about having a Twitter moment of like testimonials, like when people say nice things and and you collect that. that. And so I've done something like that too, because I think it's such a great idea. And one thing I've been doing for several years now is I have one that's called my past pin tweets. And what I've done since October of 2017, every time I pin a tweet, I add it to this moment. And it's been really more for me because, you know, a moment, can you could keep it in draft and just have it be for your eyes only, or you can have it public and share. Now, this is public because I don't think anybody really cares, but it's just really been for me as a way to keep track of all my pinned tweets. And if I want to go back and look at something I pinned, like I might go, what was that tweet I, I pinned a few months ago? I can easily go and find it. So lots of interesting ways. I have a really cool article called Why Twitter Moments Benefits Your Brand and Six Easy Ways to Use It. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes if you want to learn a little bit more about that. 
Yeah, that's great. Because I mean, you can really do so much with Twitter moments. And now that page that I told you about that I keep all those social media updates for you on that particular moment is now embedded on a landing page on my website. That is really powerful. If you think about it, right? You've got a landing page now that has up to date information that I'm feeding from Twitter. It's really powerful. Oh, totally. I think that's great. Now, there are, you know, ways you can get information for industry, like news for your industry. And, you know, talking up earlier about like Feedly or InnoReader and having a place where you can easily access all that. I put together a link of all these different blogs that I read that have to do with social media, which is, you know, my industry and, and, uh, what I'm always reading up on. I know, Kimmy, you read a lot of these as well. But you also, your industry, a little, you know, a little, you know, you do some other things. So a little bit more broader, you know, your mm-hmm. PR stuff and agency stuff. So I'm sure like there's a lot of different things you read every day. I pretty much stick to like these very specific blogs and we'll link in the show notes, but it's like social media examiner, social media today, Agora Pulse, Hootsuite, CoSchedule and HubSpot. Those are the ones I look at every single day. And I will turn around and share a lot of articles from these amazing resources over to my Twitter and my Facebook and my LinkedIn because people see me as a resource and we all have to get our information from somewhere, right? So Mm -hmm. it really works out really well by, you know, spending some time finding those great resources and then using a place like Feedly to store it for you. Yeah, totally. So that's tip number three, you know, get your industry sources set up in your Feedly or your InnoReader. And then tip number four is join a Facebook community of your peers and talk to people. I mean, I know that sounds really like old fashioned, but just talking to people. I mean, uh, Madeline and I really surf a lot of content every day, but Madeline hadn't heard about this reader stuff going away because if you do some searches on it, it's not really out there. Nobody's really writing about it yet. So I think that that's really important too. We we start talking and and then we kind of follow it all the way down to the bottom. Like I sent an email to Buffer to ask them, like, what's going on with this? And then now I'm sharing that with Madeline and, and in turn, we're sharing it with you guys. So you can see how information spreads pretty quickly throughout, you know, social media circles anyway. So join a Facebook community of your peers and talk to people. Um, you can join our community, which is communitiesthatconvert.com forward slash group. We do share information in there, certainly on this podcast. So please stay up to date on the podcast. We try to be on the cutting edge here and telling you guys what things are working now and and all of that. Also, be on the lookout for groups that are suggested to you in Facebook. You might see them on the side that says, hey, you know, especially like if you're on a page like Social Media Examiner or Social Media Today, they may actually be hosting groups as well. And on the sidebar of their page, it'll say, hey, you know, check out this group. Do you want to join this group? So look at these groups and see which ones might work for you. A lot of them are by invite only or paid groups. And there's a one that we were just talking about the other day, but what's a paid group that you know about? Oh yeah, Social Media Examiner has their Social Media Marketing Society. I'm I'm a member of that group. It's mm-hmm. a really great group. They don't have it where you could just join at any time. They kind of do like a big launch once a year where you could like sign in, join it. So right now, if you're listening to this, the bulk of the year. So I think they only have an open enrollment for like two months out of the year. So, but if you go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash society, and we'll have the link in the show notes to that as well, you can get more information. But the reason why I love this particular group is that it helps me stay on top of what's cutting edge in social media because 
They have so many experts in there. And then also just people that are doers, people that are in there just doing things and sharing with the community. So finding a good Facebook group, whether it's a free group or a paid group can be really invaluable. Just having a place to talk to your peers. And ask questions. It's really important. Yes, absolutely. All right. So we got one more tip. Tip number five, be curious about everything. And Kimmy and I are always curious. We're always seeking knowledge, learning things. And one of the best ways to do that is taking courses. You know, just because I teach courses and I know, Cammie, you've got your course, which I'm so excited about, doesn't mean that we don't want to learn and and take other people's courses. And so there's so much information out there in the world. But also I want to remind people just sometimes going to YouTube, you know, I like to call it YouTube University. Some people like to make that little joke about (laughs) YouTube University. But I tell you what, it is so incredibly true. And I'm going to tell you this fun little story of how I learned how to do something from my Mini Cooper car I used to have years ago. And I, I stumbled upon a video on YouTube. So what happened was I had this Mini Cooper car. It was my first car that had a Bluetooth speaker in it where you could do hands-free on your phone, right? And I felt a little late to the game with finally having one of those, but I was so excited. But everybody kept saying, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I'm like, what? They're like, sounds like you're so far away. And I'm like, what the heck? I was determined to figure out how to make this thing work properly. So I stumbled upon a video on YouTube where a guy showed you how with a Mini Cooper, because the car is built over in Europe, the microphone is on the, is on the passenger side, which makes sense. Oh, you yes. know? Yes. So this guy had a video that showed you how to get up into there and move it yourself over to the other side, to the driver's side. And I, I'll never forget, I'm in my garage at night. I have my laptop in one hand. I'm following his instructions. And I was able to move that darn microphone. I mean, this would be something you take your car to the car dealership to do. But I figured it out by watching a YouTube video. It was incredible. I mean, I felt so empowered that I learned how to do something pretty cool, saved a ton of money by watching a YouTube video. Has that ever happened to you, Cammie, with like something profound from a YouTube video? Yeah. Uh, maybe not quite that profound, but yeah, I mean, certainly I have spent so much time on YouTube videos figuring out, oh, mo- usually configurations on my computer. <laughs> That's usually yeah. what I'm using YouTube for is to figure out what I have to do to make something work again. So yeah, I mean, I would say that I've spent hours on that. And I know uh, a lot of people, you know, kind of are overwhelmed by that. So another way that you can do this is get a guide. Because I mean, pay- paying for somebody that's kind of done that for you um, been there, done that, and packaged it together and put it into a course is a really great way to go as well. And I know that's, I have smartsocialsecrets.com and you have your Twitter class at yep. madelinesclar.com forward slash Twitter class. And those are things that we've spent hours figuring out for you. And there's lots of classes like that, not just ours, lots of them out there. And so we would love to have you in one of ours, of course, but really get a guide, get somebody out there that you feel comfortable with that's going to bring you along down that path. So, you know, YouTube University gets you pretty far. And then if you want to like, you know, learn what people have already done and talk to somebody who's been there and actually done it successfully, then you could take a course. Another tip is to practice what you preach. You're a big, you know, get out there and test it. Do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's like the best thing you can do. It always amazes me that like people are not comfortable just trying... Because listen... When you're an entrepreneur, when you have your own business, when you're out there doing things, 
You make the rule book. I am always preaching this to everybody. You make the rule book. Try things. Don't be afraid to try because the worst thing that will happen is it doesn't work. Okay, move on to something else. But the more you try things and practice and test, the better. That's been my experience. You know, we're talking 23 years being an entrepreneur, testing and trying that serves you very well. So don't be afraid to, afraid to try things and, and go for it. As, right. or as I like to say, just do it. Just do it. Yes. And also and look for problems to solve and create solutions for them. I know you're big with that, Cami. Yeah, this is like such a big deal for me. Um, so I'm always looking for what the problems are. So if I find that I'm having an issue with something or a problem myself, I'll often take that problem and say, okay, how do I solve that? And then I'll step-by-step step write down how to do so. And I maybe even take screenshots of what I've done. So I think in terms of how can I teach to somebody else every single time that something happens. The buffer thing is a really good example of that earlier this week because you know, I'm like, what is wrong with this buffer thing? Why can I see it and they can't see it? And what's going on with that? And instead of just throwing my hands in the air, I, I went all the way down to the wire to figure out exactly what the deal was. And now I feel like I can tell you, I can teach you, I can tell you what I know. And so that's really important to me. I think, you know, finding those problems or being a problem hunter, you know, and not... Ooh, yes. That's yeah, a tweetable. Yeah. Be a problem hunter. Yeah. That's I it. love that. And you know, I have to say, I, with you sharing that information with me about Buffer was so enlightening for me that since talking to you about that last week, what I've gone on to do is go over back to my Feedly, which I never stopped using. I just don't use it every day. I've gone back into my, my Feedly now and I have added so many more RSS feeds and like really bulked it out in preparation. I'm still using Buffer's uh, content inbox, but I've prepared myself and I feel that you gave me some very invaluable information. Right. It empowers you. It empowers you not to be left out in the cold and like scrambling at the last second because yeah. this thing is going to go away and you know how it goes with social media. It seems like they suddenly go away. But if you can keep your ear to the ground and hear the rumblings and then prepare ahead of time. I mean, we've been, you and I've been through this too. So many tools have come and gone. Oh, yeah. You can't get so reliant on a single tool that you can't manage it. And I've had situations where things went away that really like threw me for a loop, especially in the measurement side of social media, because I do measure a lot of the, the campaigns that we do for clients. And if suddenly something gets taken away, like, for example, when Instagram changed its API last year, that was a really hard scramble for us, um, finding a new way to measure those um, Instagram mentions. So I'm I'm just going to say that anytime you can get ahead of that, it's really just money in the bank for you <laughs> as far for as sure. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, our final thing, that is it. So those were our five tips. They were, to recap, our tips were, number one, create RSS feeds and alerts or subscribe to your RSS feeds using Feedly or InnoReader. Number two, create alerts. Um, and you can add those to Feedly or InnoReader. Inno reader as well, so that you know what's happening around your topics. Number three, read the industry news. Get yourself a list of industry publications that you stay on top of and put those also in your feed reader. And number four, join a Facebook group of your peers and talk to people that are in the same boat you are. And number five, be curious about everything. And those are our five tips for today. And our, our call to action is to choose either Feedly or InnoReader and set up your first RSS feeds. Or if you have one and you haven't been in there in a while, you need to go in there and start pruning and get everything under control so that when these changes come about, you are ready 
and you're on top of your industry. So get in there, get those set up. If you hit any snags, come ask questions in our Facebook group. We are always there to answer them for you. Make sure to tag either Madeline or I so we come in and talk to you. It's communitiesthatconvert.com forward slash group. And I'm really excited about this. I hope that you guys really take this to heart and don't think of RSS feeds as being this really old-fashioned, terrible thing. I think it's going to help you keep on top of what you're doing in the field. So that is all for this week. That is awesome. I agree 100% with everything you've just been saying. So I have to say that. Yay. (laughs) This has been so awesome. Thank you all for listening. And come to the Facebook group and tell us what RSS reader you've been using, or if you're going to use one of the ones we suggested, let's have a conversation about it. And do tag us, like Kami said, that way we'll hop right on in there and talk to you about it. So thank you so much for being here and listening to us. We love sharing all this knowledge with you. And one more thing, Madeline, you know what next week is, right? Oh, yeah. Next week is something big. I wonder if everybody realizes, do they realize like how big this is? Maybe not. Maybe not. But we uh, next week is the 100th episode of Communities That Convert. That's amazing. Yeah, we're really excited about it. We have like some questions from you, our listeners that you have submitted to us. We have a really cool tool on the website called SpeakPipe. So you can go over there anytime and just click on that and ask for, you know, you can leave us a comment. So we'll maybe put that on the front page too. Can we do that, Madeline? So that people can leave us messages anytime. I think think anytime anybody wants to ask us a question, they want to do it on there. And it could be something we could address in future episodes as well. I mean, we're doing this special for the 100th episode where we're taking some of y'all's questions. We're going to play the audio of the question from the person. And then we're going to share our two cents on it. But now that we have this set up at SpeakPipe, uh, and that link is speakpipe.com slash CTC, right, Cami? Isn't that the yeah, link? I believe we'll so. Have uh-huh. that, we'll have that in the show notes as well. But anytime you have a question or comment, feel free to record. It's real simple. You record an audio of whatever it is you want to say. It's got to be like, I think, under a minute. It is short, sweet, to the point is what we're looking for. And this allows you to do that. And then we can play it on the podcast. And we can answer your questions, which we would really love to do. So be looking for that next week. You'll see kind of how it works. And we'll talk more about SpeakPipe next week and sort of how it works and what it is. And we will be talking to you soon. Yep. We'll see you next week for number 100. Woohoo. Bye, everybody. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.